You've tuned in to another episode of The Wellness Couch, where science and ancient wisdom collaborate. 3ABR 87.6 FM, and we're your host, Katarina and Brett Morrison. Um, let me introduce you to a very special guest tonight, all the way from Las Vegas. We're entering the metaphysical world uh, tonight uh, with Alan Red, now internationally renowned psychic medium, twin flame and uh, ascension guide. Shamanic healer, shadow healer and clairvoyant lecturer and writer. She has a bachelor's degree from the University of Utah in mass communications, broadcast journalism and public relations and an associate degree in business as well as being a certified mediator. Featured on multiple radio shows, podcasts and spiritual forums globally, she also runs several successful and thriving large groups and international sites where she assists the global collective in accessing higher consciousness. Let's welcome Alan Red. A twin flame and ascension guide and shamanic healer, shadow healer and clairvoyant. But I feel like you're so much more. I can really feel that um, eternal soul of yours. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're such a luminous being. What was your childhood like? So we'll give people an indication of what it's like to be a psychic or how you actually develop. Oh, well, my childhood was uh, not at all like a psychic, I guess, if you want to say that, but, but it was a very, I had a very, very difficult childhood, probably quite extreme compared to a lot, but a lot of abuse, a lot of uh, child abuse, satanic ritual abuse and things like that. And, and uh, I drowned when I was four and I, yeah, I went through a lot of things in my journey as a young person, but I was also all very, very guided by spirit guides, even as a four-year-old. Do you think that trauma leads you um, to build up that resilience that you require to be a psychic? I believe that most healers who are, who are truly, truly clairvoyant, who are enlightened, have gone through extreme trauma. I wouldn't say all, but I, I believe that most do. And I do believe that it develops character and that's, that's part of what it's, it does is it helps to, to cause you to, to do digger, uh, digging inside of yourself and, and uh, deep diving to get answers. Yeah. So you basically rely on yourself. You feel like you've only got yourself and you need to go inside, like almost introverted to find your answers and become powerful. Yeah, although, yeah, you do. You got to go inside. Although I, like I said, I, I kind of also sought outside and sought higher guidance. I sought things that were beyond this world because this world wasn't doing it for me. And uh, even, you know, even inside of myself, sometimes it, it wasn't, um, I wasn't always getting the answers. And so I had to kind of decode all the information over time. But you know, I think, too, that that every soul goes through a, a, a lot of lifetimes to develop itself to get yeah. to where it's actually ready for certain roles. So not everybody's come to this planet to suffer like I did. And, and not everybody's come to this planet to be a psychic. And I, quite frankly, I didn't even want to come out as a psychic. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, 
it was really, it was a lot like being gay and coming out of the closet. It, it was quite difficult for me to do that, even though I was very good at, at what I knew, you know, it was, it was a lot to come out in front of the whole world and say, Hey, guess what? I talk to spirits and I do all these strange things in the astral realms. And <laughs> do you think everyone has the innate ability to do that? But, um, you know, people like yourself that are, are so tuned in, um, have exceptional qualities, exceptional skills that you, you can give to the rest of the world to enable us to, you know, um, increase our consciousness, I call it. Absolutely. Everybody has the ability to because it, it really is just your soul's design. But and that sounds easy and cute. Right. But but getting into the root of that really takes a lot of work. And so, yeah, everybody has the ability to. But very few are very good at just tapping in. And and again, I think that's where it goes back to how many lifetimes a soul has and and what stage of evolution they're in over multiple lives of, of journeying. So I yeah, think it's we- a lot than we give ourselves even credit for. You can see that you've come in here with multiple reincarnations, thousands of lifetimes. You're an old soul. We can, we all know that. But um, what markers did you know along the way that that you were sort of unique? Um, though we all have that talent, latent talent, what, what sort of markers or occurrences that occurred to you that thought, yeah, I've got something that, you know, a special skill here to develop and uh, to honour this planet with? Well, that's, it's tricky because a lot of times I feel dumb as a rock and, and, you know, like if you ask me how to do simple human things, sometimes I, it's like, I can't get myself there, (laughs) but I knew even as a, a, I knew, I didn't really know that I was psychic until I was about 14 and at 14 years old, I, I really knew that I was, I, somebody could call at my friend's house and I would tell her who, who it was that was calling or, you know, I, I would see somebody's karma and I would say, you're going to get this and this, that hand you use to hurt people with is going to get hurt. And then two weeks later, his hand got cut and he could never use it again. And so, you know, I was, I was very, very psychic as a teenager and I knew it. But then I turned it off because I didn't feel embraced in my world uh, as far as being able to come out and say that that's what I was. I mean, it was very it's those dogmatic beliefs about being a psychic. And and again, just like you said, I'm a lot more than just a psychic. I'm an awakened, illuminated soul. And uh, I've I've died and, and come out of body. And I'm not just talking near death experiences. I'm talking having soul death. And then being reborn again, like like the, like the Christ uh, story, and so um, you know, there's a lot there. But I turned it off, and then my turning it off led to further evolution. And I guess I guess I say I turned it off, but it never really turns off. And my guides weren't about to have that from me, so they ensured that I was you know, <laughs> getting the messages loud and clear and that I would stop trying to run away from from what I was. And so, you know, in my 30s, after I had a full blown Kundalini activation and, and had my light body activated and had my you know, my 12, 12 strand DNA activated and all these other really high level evolutionary experiences. Um, I, I decided to embrace myself. It was impossible at that point, not to. (laughs) So, yeah, just for the audience listening, I'm sure there's many people there who have felt something about themselves, but um, unfortunately our world focuses on the left brain 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, all other matters like the right brain or ethereal thinking is is put aside. Is basically um, like there's something wrong with you. So I think a lot of people repress that that side of themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and like I said, it, it takes a lot to even in this even in this day of enlightenment, there are a lot of people talking about ascension and new earth and all these things, light workers and star seeds, and and they're kind of catching on now, and it's yeah. great. But again, there's so many varying levels of evolution too, and and so to really walk the talk or to really step into that, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. You really have to let go of your whole mortal reality. And that's, you know, I had to let go of my career as a realtor and a journalist. I, I did both over my journey, you know, and I had to let go of those things. And, and it was it, that was probably one of the hardest things to do was to let go of that identity of the person that could go out there and make, you know, great money in real estate just to step into this role, you know, uh, uh, doing sessions. You know? <laughs> Is that how you really find yourself, though? Is that how you What's truly that? find? Is that how you truly find yourself? You navigated on this path that you really didn't want to be on, to to ultimately put you on the right path for your soul. Well, I think there's lots of ways that you can find yourself. I, I don't know. You know, I can only speak for my own journey, but I can tell you that even in my career as a realtor, even though I could make way better money than what I'm doing now. Yes my soul wasn't fulfilled. And uh, even as a young person, when I was four and seven years old, I always knew that I was meant to write books. And I always knew that I was meant to to be in front of people talking about things and teaching. But I had to go through a lot to get here now. So it's, you know, and, and some of what I went through was falling off of that path. So, so falling out of alignment with myself and going into the real estate because real estate was a lucrative job that you can do in the, in the human world, but it had nothing to do with what my soul was. My soul's smarter than me and, and my soul was not going to let me <laughs> fool myself this time around. We did it 55 other thousand lifetimes. We did it right this time. So. <laughs> so was there ever a religious background within the family that you were exposed to? You know, I I was exposed to Mormonism, a Christian-based reality, um, but again, I drowned when I was four, and so when I went to the other side, and I, I went to heaven during, during that time, I was shown a lot of things, and I was shown that religion wasn't real, so I, and, and when I say this for the audience or anybody watching it, what I mean by that is that there are truths within the religious constructs, but they're not exactly what the spirit world is about. And the spirit world is way more expansive. And some of the religious teachings or dogmatic teachings are actually out of alignment with the true spirit world. And so I saw that and I understood it as a four-year-old. And then I came back and and I saw and understood that polygamy was a big no-no in the spirit world. And uh, I came back and tried to tell my dad about it and he wasn't hearing anything about it. And I saw that reincarnation was real and everything else too, but he didn't believe in it. So it made it very hard for me to embrace my truth, but it also made it very hard for me to embrace his truth because I was caught in the crosshairs. So yeah so, yeah um reincarnation is very uh, there's so much to it isn't it? it's very interesting um so obviously have you experienced many many lifetimes um do you have recollections H- how does it work for you 
I do have a lot of I do have a lot of recollections about past timelines. I've I've basically seen all of them, if you will. So so uh, when I was in my 30s, I I died again. And this time I went straight to source and I was shown the Pleiadians and I was shown all the galactic beings and I was shown the story of humanity from beginning to end. So they made like a movie for me and showed me all of the different timelines, Lemuria, Atlantis, Egypt, and so on and so forth. And so I've seen that and seen my role in some of them. And I've also had soul memory of certain lifetimes where I remembered, I remembered dying in when I drowned at age four, I saw a past life where I drowned as an older woman. So I saw that I had died before in a drowning and uh, I've seen that I was a Chinese man and I've seen, you know, so I've seen all these different, I've seen that I was a black woman. And so I've had all these different realities in my past, but I don't remember every single one fully consciously. I just saw the movie of them and have certain ones that I remember. Yeah. Um, So like I said, um, some of us experience extrasensory metaphysical skills and able to perceive different realms. I mean, you're just absolutely one of a kind. I've followed you for a while and it's just, it's Thank like you. the synchronistic part of you. Like every day it's like you're tapping into my brain and know what I'm feeling and and um, relay it to the world. It's absolutely amazing. Um, is, there, is, is there a um, an individual consciousness as well as a collective consciousness? Yes and no in a certain way because every individual consciousness is part of the collective. Yeah. So as you tap into the collective, you're tapping into everybody, if you will. But there are there are ways that you can retrieve or receive um, unique thought for yourself, and you should. You really, really, everybody should um, be able to receive their own thought forms and then present those to the world as opposed to mimicking copycatting everybody right now we have a lot of copycatting or what we call the mockingbird effect right <laughs> and uh, we even have that in the spiritual community but everybody's yippity yappity yippity yappity and and very few are bringing forth unique information or true pure information that's unique and you should try to do that because that's when you're tapping into something evolutionary yes that's the evolution of god that that we're bringing forth but again even what you're tapping into or what they're tapping into is still part of that massive collective that's in the non-physical as well yeah so if we're all tapping into the matrix so are there similar ideas that we can each tap into that are very similar as well i've got the belief that the ideas are already there in the matrix and if you can tap into them and then other people tap into them at the same time. That's how we get the similar codings. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, there's truth in that. There, there is truth in that. And that happens sometimes too, where I'll get a thought to do something and somebody else does it, beats me to the punchline before yeah. I do. Yeah. And, and that's fine too, because some of that is your own alignment. If you're really in alignment, you're going to act as, as you receive instead right of delaying <laughs> or de-blocks and things like that. But, Lying, yeah. but. Um, but I will say this, and the spirit is here telling me that, yes, you're receiving because everybody receives from the the source. So when I get a unique thought it, and I bring it forth, it's me that's been connected to source to and do yes, that. Yes. But all thoughts come from source. But how we present is totally unique to us because we're unique souls and we are therefore unique uh, expressions. So if should everyone act on on that inspiration that they actually receive? Should they be acting? 
on whether it's to create something or do something? Should they be acting on on something that they? Well, if they're inspired, yeah. (laughs) If they're inspired to do it, they should. They don't oftentimes because they have lots of energy blocks in all the different chakras, and um, and also be careful what you're going to act on because a lot of intuition and they're actually getting interference and if you're getting interference and i'll give you an example of that is is lori lori vallow is that who is that who that is i think i wrote about it the other day it was that i was talking about watching out how you know when you're receiving information because some of these people are thinking that they're talking to god and there's actually what's called called voice of god technology which is a a, a military interference it's a negative militant interference where it's making people think they're talking to god and then they're doing bad things and she she murdered her children and so you know you you want to make sure it's the divine that you're talking to before you act for sure (laughs) how does the average person um do that then how how does the average person um that doesn't have your type of skills or developed like you um know the difference well that's a good question and that's you know i guess between each soul and the divine but uh you know one you're gonna feel good you're gonna have really you're gonna feel good does it feel good well but the ego mind or the spirit of, of satan if you will can also make you think that you're feeling good when you're doing things that aren't really in alignment with yeah, truth right. yeah so so if you're you think you're talking to god and you're being told to murder somebody go back to those 10 commandments is is that really in alignment with the 10 commandments those the 10 commandments are steadfast and true right they're, they're steadfast and true and so you know but but again it's it's really the journey isn't so much trying I guess talking to God is a big part of it is to make that connection, but it's also to learn which part of you is not, is not a uh, uh, light yeah. facing your shadow, facing, facing uh, the devil within you, if you will, and learning to understand that. And a lot of people, especially in the spiritual communities are trying so hard to reach for the light that they're ignoring the dark, even within them. And that's how they get tripped up. They don't want to face their own darkness. And until you do that, you'll never see the true light anyway. You're seeing false light. So, so you, you do work with shadow work. You do um, work I with do shadow healing work. with yeah. Uh-huh. And it's it's a challenging work because one, you probably see me sometimes posting things that aren't necessarily light and love, right? They're they're deep-rooted sh- shadow aspects because I'm being used to heal shadow aspects for the collective. So I present things sometimes to people that, you know, those that are ready to see are, are going to start to understand. Maybe there's more to this than that. Maybe there's something else I need to be looking at. Um, but also when you're doing shadow healing with yourself or with anybody else, a lot of times that can be tricky depending on if that person has demonic possession or something like that, because when they do and you try to present the shadow to them, the demonic entity rebels and and hates it and and it's a bad thing. But uh, the soul inside is asking for help. So it's, it's a really tricky, it's a really tricky thing, but yes, I do do shadow healing for people and, and for become dangerous to you as well knowing that you've got people who could be possibly possessed or have demon entities um, attached to them does this become dangerous for you 
It does. It does. And it does require me to do a lot of my own energy healing daily. I have to do a lot of energy healing on myself daily for protection and for, you know, taking breaks from having sessions like that. So I don't book a lot of shadow healing sessions. I do it only when I have space and I make the space for it and I make sure I'm protected. And again, I, I am in a high level of evolution because I've been groomed by the spirit world to be here. So I do have a lot of protection from source and from the light Alliance. So I'm not too worried about it, but I have had some times where I will work with somebody and I'm immediately sick afterwards. I feel sick. They make me feel sick. I get the nauseous and, and things like that. I've, I've faced demons that later come and try to attach to me and I have to uh, combat that. So it is dangerous and it, it isn't something that I do all the time. I do it for specific people as guided, you know, and, and if it's something that I is too much for me, I won't. So I've had some where I just won't work with them because they're not even ready yet. They're just not ready yet. And they're going to fight with everything I say. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be healthy for me. So I have to first protect my soul in order to be able to do this work for the collective. Um, but, you know, in most cases it, it's fine. I know how to work with them. It's just that, you know, the soul itself has to really be ready for it. Yeah, particularly these days with what's going on. But um, there's that saying, you know, you're the five, um, your personality is the total of the five people that you hang out with. That <laughs> so you better be careful who you actually do hang out with in this, in this realm. Um, let's get back to obviously what everyone's talking about at the moment, Alan, the veil and the great awakening. Um, can you take us back to the purpose of humanity being here? Or, or the 12, did it start with 12 families? I'm not a big believer of the um, the Darwin theory. I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you shouldn't be. That theory is really corrupt, actually. Um, there was 12, 12 tribes, if that's what you're talking about, in the purpose for humanity. Well, that's kind of a, a subjective question in a lot of ways, because originally we, we were seated onto the earth in the days of Lemuria and even prior, there were lands even prior to Lemuria. And um, when we were seated, it was a utopian planet. We're the children of God. So we were given this planet to learn to come and create and love one another. And we were already paired with our divine mates and uh, everything was beautiful and utopian. And what happened was dark forces or ET forces came came to earth, the fallen angels, and um, they created a sorcery and manipulation and started to breed with the human women. And uh, it was bad deal. So it caused great tribulations. And, and that has been ongoing ever since. And that's really what the matrix is also is the matrix is this huge web that they created to hold down the Anunnaki's that's also holding down the souls of the, of the children of God. So, so, you know, um, in order for us to break free from that, we have to really realign with our soul and um, it, that is an easy thing to say and a very, 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 very big work to do because what does that mean? And, and this is where as a teacher or as any of us that are teaching truth or speaking truth, we get in trouble because the moment you say something true and somebody else isn't ready to receive it, 
then you're the bad guy and they crucify you and spit in your face and all these other things. So it's a, <laughs> it's a very, very, and there's so many people in all these different varying levels of evolution that they might like nine things you say and not the 10th one because they haven't learned that one lesson yet. So now you're the bad guy again. It's a very tricky thing. <laughs> so the key to getting through ascension is to keep an open heart and an open mind and to stay in that love and, and to hold those holy codes of love to be able to navigate your way through because otherwise you're going to get knocked around left and right and you get sucked under. And that's one of the um, draconians uh, uh, tricks that they like to do is they're, they're like crocodile beings or reptile beings. Well, what does a crocodile do to its prey? Gosh, yeah. It takes them underwater and it spins them in circles. So you ever felt that way in your life or you're like you're sitting, you're in your life going through round and round. I swear I've been here before. What's the lesson? Why haven't I learned it yet? Well, it's because they're screwing with you and they got you underwater and they're spinning you in circles and you can't see yet. So so that's kind of a, a, a good indication that, that somebody's toying with your with your nose hairs there if, if you're feeling that way. But yeah, it's it's a lot that we're going through. And again, stay raise your vibration and stay in love and all those things. Those are great. But if you're not doing the heavy duty lifting of the shadow work, then you're still not there. Yeah. So we we talk about nefarious beings and um come on. I just want to show you someone who's very beautiful. Come here. You'll love Ellen. Come here. Come and have a look. Oh, adorable. Ellen. Hey? Very adorable. Hello to Ellen. Hmm? I thought you'd love her. She came over because you could feel a great spirit. Yeah. That's adorable. She is adorable. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we've been exposed to movies. I mean, the movies um, seem to be... uh, you know, telling of, of a future that we have. We've looked at Star Trek. We've looked at Star Wars. We've looked at many movies that show different beings that we have on, uh, you know, or exposed from different planets. So there's some nefarious and there's some what we call benevolent that are trying to help humanity raise their consciousness, obviously. Can you talk us through some of them? Obviously, you're a lot more um, uh, worded up on those beings than I am. Well, I am one of those beings. And so so you're talking about the Pleiadians and the Lyrans and Arcturians and uh, Venusians and uh, uh, Orions and all of the different star seeds and and beings like that. Close to uh, our star system, yes, yeah. So obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, we're in one galaxy, but there's um, even science has proven there's uh, millions of galaxies now. So, I mean, obviously we can't be alone. You know, no. who, who else is imagine, those planets and those star systems? Right. Imagine all the fish in the sea. How many are there? We don't even know. We're barely tapping into it. We, we find we discover thousands of new ones every year. And so imagine what's in the infinite cosmos. And I do do star seed readings, too. So what I do is I go into the Akash and I see and meet and work with all of these different beings from the Light Alliance. But they come from all over the galaxies. And every time I do a reading, I usually find new beings I've never seen 
seen some of them. They come through, you know, <laughs> randomly and I don't know what they are. And I'm just trying to describe what they look like. And then sometimes I'll Google it or try to see if I could say, okay, ET with a flat head. And then I find <laughs> a picture of them. I'm like, okay, so there's something out there, you know, but there is a, there's infinite. And I am, I am even in my own evolution. I think that we as a, as a species are just starting to be able to tap into that for those of us that are ascending yeah. to these to, to once you get into the 12th dimension you're kind of in god consciousness and, and you can then access all that god knows okay so the akashic record is quite interesting isn't it and and this is something that you can tap into um, an individual's akashic record with um all occurrences from their life um can mm -hmm. you tell us a bit more about the akashic records uh, well, the Akashic records are, again, they're kind of like accessing the God mind. And so um, you have to really get your own vibration really, really, really high to be granted access to it because it's sacred information, right? So that's one of the reasons why not everybody is able to access them is that they first have to go through their own evolution to be ready. And um, so it's like accessing the God mind. It's an etheric library of every thought and deed that has ever happened past present and future because time isn't really real so i can go in there and i can see future events and i can go in there and see past events i can go in there and see if i do a star seed reading on somebody i can see okay well you were pleiadian but you were also lyran and then prior to that you lived in venus and then i can tell them their whole star story so there's so 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 much there both past present and future that um sky's the limit there is no limit it's infinite and it's also since time isn't real it's the whole story of everything okay let's um take a break it's already half a, so we'll, we'll go to the next one okay won't be a moment okay okay so we're back with alan red um renowned psychic medium and we're talking about the kashik records sorry alan how you with the akashic record so we're up to um with the soul how you devise what's going on with the soul and what their purpose are and, and where they've come from with the akashic records of all their lifetimes yeah and what was the question there what were you asking so how do you actually um delve into someone's akashic record oh well um how i do it is i was granted access to it so i'm able to um basically go into a trans state and when I'm in a trans state, I'm able to get into the etheric realms. And when I'm in the etheric realms, I'm able to go into the library and I can receive their book of life. And in their book of life, it tells me everything, really, everything I need to see. Sometimes they won't show me everything all at once, but they'll show me what they want us to look at at that time. So I'll be able to see, you know, timelines that they lived in planetary lives or planetary other planetary systems. I'm able to see other past lives. Um, and a lot of times I'll start to be able to retrieve this information with a soul that's already had certain of those memories. So they're able to confirm that what I'm picking up on is is actually things that they've, they've seen in dreams or they knew or they had already discovered this one part, but I'm able to get a whole lot of that. Even with the starseed readings, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you, most starseeds are more than one type or, or one breed. They've oftentimes lived in multiple planetary lives. So there's, it's a vast, it's a vast thing. You're, you're an eternal soul. So imagine how much information is in the Akash really about you. And how much, 
<laughs> yeah, and how powerful are we really as beings? I mean, we go back to our 12-strand DNA, but is it being activated at the moment? Well, it is for some of us, but again, the activation can't happen without doing the soul work and the soul evolution. So you can't force that. You have to be where you are and, and trust your journey and do the soul work. And uh, yes, it's being activated now. And yes, we are being downloaded with lots of light codes. Even our sun's codes are starting to change and they're coming in very silver, very light. So there's so much going on galactically and collectively to help us to awaken, which is part of the great awakening, is that we are being activated. Now, your job is to do your soul work in there, but that's your part. And the, and the guides and the galactics and, and the source do the rest for us. So, you know, we kind of meet in the middle there. There, but we are absolutely activating our strands of DNA that have been hijacked. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it, it's again, it's a very tragic story because we were originally these godlike beings when we came here. We speak with telepathy. I don't need voices to talk, especially with my twin flame. He doesn't have a voice much to talk with. So I telepathically communicate with him. All day long, we have better conversation that way than we do in the physical world. So, you know, but this was our true nature was to be able to just telepathically communicate. We don't need telephones or televisions or any of these other things. It's our true nature is so far beyond these little five senses that they taught us to think were what we were. We are way more than that. I think I think that's why some of us get on so well with animals where we're able to um, use that telepathy or the picture, what I call the picture system. We um, give them pictures and, and they we retrieve pictures back from them. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about, you know. So a lot of people will say that animals aren't evolved beings, but I see them unique as uniquely being evolved with, with great skills. Um, They're actually angels that have chosen to incarnate onto the planet to assist humanity. So they're actually very benevolent beings that have come here to serve humans. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Um, oh, uh, we talked about uh, different realms, sorry. So we've got, uh, well, let's talk about the 3D. I mean, um, the different dimensions. So Earth at presently is um, ascending from 3D. Um, is that something a physical place or is it something within our realms energetically, our frequency that just changes rather than, you know, going to another place? Well, it's both, isn't it? Because were you, are you a, a human or are you a soul or are you both? Well, we're having the human experience, aren't we? Human. Well, you're a soul <laughs> manifest vessel right and you're 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 so so basically in short the answer is both there's an etheric version and there's a physical version of new earth and and as far as is through is earth ascending to 3d only part of it is part of its old and dying away and becoming in a darker world and part of it's going into a new earth um and and a lot of people don't like to talk about that they say oh we're all one we're all going together no we're not no we're not you're you're not all going to the same place because certain souls are not ready to learn the 5d frequency or to learn unconditional love or to learn to live in alignment with the soul. Some are just simply not there and they get to have another uh, cycle. So, and I've been shown this by the source. So, you know, I have to stick with what I was shown. I, I, if, if that changes later, great. I will hope it will change for everybody, 
but that's not what I was shown. I was shown that that this is a particular timeline with this ascension window that's here right now, which is a portal in the galaxies that certain souls are going to be able to pass through if they are ready to align with that higher vibration. Not all of them are doing that now. Just take a look at what's been happening in the last four or five years. Half of them are going one way and half of them are going the other way. And so what I was shown is that the new earth and the souls that are ascending there are going to are going to ascend onto that planetary system onto that new planet onto new earth wow. and the other ones are going to fall into an older world and there's going to be a cataclysmic event and and i think a lot of prophets a lot of prophets and, and disciples that have had vision like i have have seen the exact same thing and so when you start to see a lot of these people are saying this it's because they've been given vision and so those ones that are going the other way they have another several thousand year cycle that they get to live in a world that's even lower than where we're at even now. lower mm-hmm Ooh, it's going to get harder for them because that old world is dying. So as that one's dying, the new one's being born. Everything cosmic is about birth and death, right? Death and rebirth. And so as one is, starts to die away, the other one's being born. Well, you're talking about a whole planet. So you have some thousands of years of evolution there to go through. And that's why it's, it's going to be another cycle for them. And it's going to get harder for them. But that is also meant to cause them to awaken. So, and how that's going to unfold, I don't think any of us truly, truly know. I can only express what I was shown. And as far as I understand that, that cataclysmic event is going to cause the birth of, of, of us transitioning into new earth. And, and maybe it will happen differently. I don't know. People can throw eggs at me or whatever they want to do, but I can just speak from what I was shown and, and what I understand. So. Many people speak about the luminous being that we turn into a luminous being, which is basically mm -hmm. light or, or uh, spirit. Um, now, you talk about frequency quite often. So, when we raise our vibration, is that the reason why some people can see different dimensions as you become a higher being? You express, um, you know, light. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The higher the vibration, the more dimensions you're able to access and the more information you're able to receive and the more that you're going to be shown. So, but it's all about that vibration. And, and uh, that's not just doesn't mean walk around and talk about light and love. That's where people get tripped up by this. They think that that means, okay, just stay in love. And, and that's not necessarily true at all. Sometimes raising your vibration means calling yourself out on your bullshit or overcoming your addictions or, you know, healing old cycles of trauma that you have to dig inside of your scabs for. You, 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 you don't get there easily, <laughs> you know, okay. and so, so it's not just a light and love thing. It's a be true to yourself thing. Be, to thine own self be true. So I can only imagine the amount of beings that you must see on a daily basis that the majority of people can't see. Because as you raise your vibration, I know that you, you have access to different realms. Um, and that's why probably people can see some ETs or some benevolent beings. They can actually yeah. see them like, like they're, they're apparitions yeah. in front of them, whereas right. some people I mean. can't. And I, I've always believed that's because of different frequency. The higher your frequency, the, the more you're able to tap into those different ethereal realms. So um, how important is it, um, how important are our thoughts individually or collectively, therefore? Because obviously they do affect our frequency. 
Well, obviously thoughts are, are things. And so, you know, they're very important because if you're thinking thoughts that are not in alignment with your, your soul's truth, then you're holding yourself in a lower frequency. You're, you're, you're imprisoning yourself um, and therefore your soul. So uh, they're very, very important. And um, I, I forgot what else you were asking me there. <laughs> well, I can also ask is um, how do we actually raise our vibrational frequency? I think a lot of people want to know about that. If, if there's, um, um, there's a, sorry, look, look what's come. I see that as an angel. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. A little angel there. Um, how, how does one actually raise their frequency as well? I mean, if, if we're to get away from this old earth as well um, and cut our ties, obviously we need to raise our vibration to lift our consciousness individually and collectively. Well, everybody that, that's online that has some experience with this is probably saying, well, sit in nature because nature is good, right? Listen to good healing frequencies and, and, and good music, meditate, pray. All of those things are true. But again, as above, so below. So how deep down inside of your soul can you dig? Because the deeper you dig, the higher you fly. And it goes back to shadow healing. So if you're not really digging deep, you're not going to fly high. You don't get one and not the yeah. other. They, they go hand in hand. It makes sense too, because if we look at after our own backyard, then collectively we add to the beauty or the purity of Mother Earth because we're cleaning up our own backyard and then we're presenting ourselves to the collective as, as something more beautiful. Right. It was, it's funny that you say that because I posted a post today that was kind of a joke, you know. It's true. <laughs> okay. it's See that one with the with the with the Homer Simpson and his wife, and he comes out looking all great, and he's got all of his flab tucked behind him and rubber bands holding his flab back, and in front he looks great, and the light shining, and it says light worker, right, presenting himself all great and light, and then in the back is all this unhealed trauma and repressed emotion and lying to yourself and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not just light workers; it's humans in general that that we tend to kind of try to put our, our good face out in front of everybody but in the back end what's what's going on in the subconscious what's going on in the underbelly of who you really are and, and let's don't bs ourselves anymore let's just go in there and look at it you know i i, I get people in, in sessions all the time that come in and i start to ask them about their family and they're so afraid of of telling the truth about how they really feel about mom and dad because they want to be the good light worker and they want to be loving and they've already worked through well i love them and i understand yeah 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 but how did you really feel did they treat you bad did you feel bad when you were little what was it what was it like did they yell at you or you know we're not beating them up we're just looking at it so that we can face it head on and when you face it head on then you can move through it yeah definitely so um what about um, with the exposure of these birds that I'm seeing, what about uh, the angels, the difference between seraphim and um, archangels at the moment? There's a lot of talk about that as well in the community. Well, I mean, I guess that can be somewhat a matter of perspective in a, in a certain degree because angels are, are, are beings of light that exist in higher dimensions and why we call them seraphim versus, you know, archangels is is a, a little bit i guess doesn't matter because an angel is an angel to some degree although i will say 
that the orifem that are even above the seraphim are even more evolved uh, souls. So really it's a dimensional frequency that you're tapping into to articulate what it is that you're seeing and feeling. So you can have humans and on humans are on this third density and they vibrate at a certain level and they look a certain way and act a certain way. And then you get into the fourth dimension. And all of a sudden you got all these astral entities and crazy things. And then you get in the fifth and you get all these, you know, a, a, a loving, beautiful souls that are in their, you know, their heavenly bodies. And then you get higher and higher and the higher you go, you get different forms of angelic beings. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a subjective thing, I suppose. So can we can we jump dimensions or do we have to take it by stage? So you know, going from 3D to 4D to 5D, or can we jump them according to our vibration? Because 4D, like, don't we have some nefarious beings there as well? Um, you can't get to 5D without understanding 4D. You can try to pretend that you're there, but you're not. And so, and a lot of, and I hate to say it that way, but that's the truth is that a lot of people are like, oh, because I felt unconditional love, I'm in 5D vibration. Well, you are in a way you are because every day you're, every day you're kind of aligning to your soul and that's true. But for evolution in terms of being able to yeah. get through that portal that I'm talking about in the astral realms, you've got to be able to get through certain stargates and you can't get through those stargates by closing your eyes per se. However, as I say that on one hand, on the other side of that, you can have out of body experiences to see those things. And when you do, it's like, whoop, and you just pump right through that, that fourth D you might see some things there and get right through it and not have to sit there and tangle around with draconians. So, but you know, if, if you're not seeing those things, truthfully, you really aren't ascending because a part of ascension is to be able to learn how to face some of that stuff. Yeah. It's a yeah. If you don't see it, how can you combat it? If you don't understand what it is, how can you combat it? That's why I write about that stuff. So I can kind of put it out there for people and start penetrating their consciousness so that they can understand there's, there's some things there that you got to get through. Yeah. Cause you have to wonder as a soul, why do we incarnate into a place that has, you know, child abuse and um, murders and, and the way some people treat other people, you, you'd have to wonder why, but then, like you said, viewing it from collectively or up here, you'd have to say that we're gaining some type of experience or skill to be able to become resilient to that. Um, well, or know that it's, we don't. It's there's definitely that at play, and there's also ne nefarious entities that can influence and do influence humans. We call that possession, right? They possess or they influence, and that's still a form of possession they are getting you to act out in their will instead of your will or instead of divine will. And then there's also the fact that why did that happen is because humans themselves chose to live in their lower self instead of their higher self. And so that's part of the humans, the humans journey is, you know, do you serve your lower self or do you serve your higher self? So are you why are we here on earth? Is this a test to see whether we're going to choose the light or not? It's 1 million percent to test. We came here 1 million percent to cut ourselves off from the light to see if we could find our, our way back. This is the densest reality. This is for the yeah. masters of this is the this is the, the epic experience of getting away from the light and coming back. Now, there were souls prior to coming to Earth that didn't choose the light and they never got a body. Humans got a body. 
but they got to lose the, their remembrance. And so, you know, this was for masters and souls, many, 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 many souls in the other side wanted to come here and were not chosen to and were not allowed to by prime creator because they weren't ready for this mission. So it is a test too. So they do talk about the 144,000 that are here to help humanity. And I see you as one of those. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, Now, one of the other things that you actually focus on, particularly at the moment, is the twin flames. And how important is that for ascending Mama Gaia? Well, twin flames are highly important for helping to uh, ascend, help the earth in her ascension process also. Um, there's a lot of ways to look at that. So it, it can, it's such a confusing topic for a lot of people. But um, essentially, everybody's a twin flame, if you want to put it that way. But not everybody's going to have that experience in this lifetime. So the key is to be in love with your soul. But if you're brought into the twin flame journey and you're actually initiated in it, which is a full-blown initiation, a very high voltage one, that is powerful because that's really the story of humanity in, in the beginning when, when the, when the fallen angels took us away from ourselves and each other, we were split apart. And so all of the world's chaos and all of the world's combating and all of the world's fighting and everything else has to do with those two twin flames, not being connected back to each other. And they've got to get connected back to each other. So the soul is whole again. And as the soul is whole again, they're then bestowed upon them this magnificent third energy that comes in. That is like a God energy that allows us to anchor in light onto the planet and to influence people how many people uh, are people like me influencing are we spreading light and helping others to be activated so one of the things that was bestowed on me in my own evolution is my 12 strands were activated and my etheric wings were activated and all this wonderful stuff happened i was then given gifts to be able to activate other people so we're here as sort of like a, a, a domino effect to help activate the other souls too. And it's very important because how else are we going to get our way out of this? We're, we are in it together. And so even the ones that are going to go in the old earth and, and fall away, eventually they'll come back and we'll still be working. I was shown we'll still be working on the other side to assist them through. So, you know, it's, it's a, a never ending journey here in a way, but but the, uh, the twin flames coming back together also has to do with the end of the human life cycles. So for me, I'm not coming back to earth again. I'll be You're on not? the other side. <laughs> I, I was shown that. It's so good to have you here. It's so good to have you here. You'll have to meet me up there. They're, they're telling me that I'll be there for a thousand years in 5D. So I'll spend some time there helping and then I'll get to move into some of the higher dimensions too. So so, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it, it has to do with the end of samsara cycles and completing all of the life's lessons to activate all of those light codes in your body that have to be activated in order for your angelic self to come online. So I came online in my late thirties or, or mid thirties, and, uh, it's taken me another 15 years to really kind of work through a lot of other bugs and just to line up to the work I'm doing. And I'm wondering if I'm going to have enough time to finish what they're asking me to do 
Yeah. But I'm, I'm, tr- I'm working at it. And, and I was shown that this was, this was it. And that is kind of the completion of the lesson on earth, also the twin flame. So it's a big deal. But again, like, I don't want people that are watching this or listening to this to feel like, oh, no, I got to find my twin flame. Because if you start doing that, you're one, you're probably going to hold yourself away from them anyways, you've got to find your soul. That's what the twin flames are, is your soul. So, you know, you got to find your soul. And that's that's really the, the key there. Now, when you say that, is, is this another physical being or you're talking about your own soul by going inside and finding that power, that, that male? Well, my twin flame is another physical being yeah. also. Yeah. But it's a very complex subject. And, and, and people, and it's actually, a, a you know, this is, these sorcerers are very good at at, yeah. at at what they did in terms of splitting souls and, and creating so much uh, distorted energy in the mind matrix. But um, it is another human vessel as well. So okay, yeah. Now Earth is obviously a a another school for our souls to experience what we need to experience and learn. What about the other planets though? Are they like little chakra systems? Do we experience all different? Uh, um, different planets. You've done what a do you- lot of research to get these questions out. The no, way no, I've I've been <laughs> born an old soul. <laughs> you are an old soul. You're like oh, you're on the beat, girl. So of course, yes, they are other chakra systems. In fact, I was just talking about this in my Patreon community that the Earth itself also has her chakra systems, yeah. and so do the uh, the cosmic. Uh, the the other realms and so do the other galaxies so there's many the the chakra system itself is kind of interwoven into everything that lives everything that is life and everything that exists and actually you will also have the cosmos or you have uh the what am i looking for the constellations coded inside of your soul so that you know how to navigate your way home absolutely beautiful we have the map in our dna and yet we don't know it yeah, it's mapped into you. And most people don't know how to activate that and remember, but that's part of the journey is to, okay, like, uh, how do I remember how to get there? And, and as you go inside of yourself, you can start to navigate your way through it. Yeah, I think we actually have to do part two, because we're coming to a close again. I, I, I don't believe this. It's gone so quickly. We obviously have to do part two, a more advanced um, session as well. But if people want to learn about their soul, their um, Akashic records, their starseed, how can they actually find you? There's lots of things you do, um, twin flames, um, shadow work, um, you know, finding people's soulmates. Um, Akashic uh, records, starseed yeah. readings. Um, starseed readings, yes, where, where people yeah. come from. Yeah, and what and, their and purpose are. Yeah, I do a lot also to heal trauma and to heal the chakras, but they can go to ellenred.com, E-L-L-E-N-R-E-D-D.com, or they can find me on Psychic Ellen Red on Facebook. That's my page that I think you found me on, right? I also have Twin Flame Initiates, but ellenred.com has all my, yeah, if they go to ellenred.com, it has all my links to TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. So. And that's how they can make an appointment with you as well. Yeah, it's it, it. They'll they'll message me off of the website, or they can message me on Facebook. Facebook is better if they're on Facebook because um, and quicker that way because I'm always on there. I have large audiences there, so I'm there all the time. But oh, fantastic, guys! But you've been a wealth of um, knowledge. I absolutely, I can't even have the words to explain what it means for you to be on our show. It's been absolutely oh, thank amazing. You. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. much.
I'm just going right. to recording. Okay.